This podcast's got nards. Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast, where we talk about everything horror. With me today is Victor Melendez again. Mark is over there. Colin. Zach is missing. Presumably eaten by a werewolf. <laughs> so anyway. Um, what the fuck was that, Victor? <laughs> that was a werewolf eating Zach. He's like, you got, here, you got a little bit of me here. The, um, uh, and, and like the creepiest eyes ever. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's werewolf loves the fine tasting of Zach's flesh. <laughs> Mark, t- take over. You, you like werewolves, don't you, Brandon? Don't you like werewolves? So while Brandon's dealing with a self crisis, you know, uh, we'll be right back to your regularly scheduled program right, in just right. a moment. There the, are some good werewolf movies out there. So Brandon has recovered. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. There are some good werewolf movies out there. Not a lot. Definitely nowhere near as many werewolf movies as there are vampire movies. Mm. Um, but there are some really good ones, and I figured we'd talk about some of our favorites. Um, of course, there's an American Werewolf in London, which is great, neat little uh, mix between horror and comedy. Best werewolf transformation scene out there, easily. Um, Hands down. Came out the same year as The Howling, which also has a great werewolf transformation in there. Um, I do actually prefer The Howling. I just think it has a creepier tone. An American Werewolf from London, but they're both very good movies. Um, but yeah, when whenever people talk about werewolf movies, those are the two. Like, like with Jaws and Shark movies and Scanners Head Explosions, those are the two that everybody always talks about. So I do try to look beyond that. Um, I don't know what I would call my favorite werewolf movie, but there's a recent one. Actually, there are two recent ones. Um, but the first one I want to talk about is called Late Phases. Night of the Wolf, mm-hmm. or just Late Phases, um, which is basically Grain Torino with a werewolf. That sounds fantastic. It's really awesome. So it's about this um, veteran uh, who's blind, and he has a seeing eye dog. And actually, you can also say there's a little bit of John Wick in this movie, too. In fact, I think it came out the same year as the first John Wick, now that I think about it. Um but yeah, so it's, there's this blind veteran uh, who moves into this retirement community with his seeing eye dog. And there's basically a werewolf in that community who kills his dog. And so then the movie, for the most part, is him taking like that whole month before the next full moon trying to figure out who the werewolf is and basically planning his revenge on the wolf that killed his dog. It's awesome. Uh, not a fan of the actual werewolf design, the wolf design just kind of looks a little cheap, but everything mm. else in it, like the story's great, the acting's great, it's well shot, it's an excellent story. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies of the 2010s, actually. Not just one of my favorite horror movies, one of my favorite movies of the 2010s. So I highly recommend it, Late Phases. And then there's another recent one um, called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, which I know I've recommended that to you, Mark. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? I have not had a chance to watch it yet, um, but I know that you said really, really awesome things about it, so i got to check it yes. out. Yes, uh, that was actually uh, my number two movie of 2020 behind only The Invisible Man. Um, I love The Wolf of Snow Hollow, and it takes place in this 
small, I think it was an Alaska town. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it takes place in this small town. Have you seen it yet? No, but you've, no, I've you told, told about me it. and recommended, yeah. and that seems to be the, the whole thing, is that, is that Brendan always comes up with like great, fantastic movies to, to watch, and this is definitely one of them. Yeah. I love it. I, I can't wait for you guys to see it because so it's takes us in this small Alaska town and there's basically this serial killer going around that everybody's saying is a werewolf but the um, there's this one cop who keeps saying no it's just a guy there's no werewolf so it's kind of like a reverse of there's the one person saying it's a werewolf and nobody believes him this is everybody saying it's a werewolf and one person doesn't believe them I know, right? Yeah. Um, and it's got some comedic elements to it. And really, actually, the scene that won me over, um, because it was a good movie to start, but the scene that just plunges it from good to great for me was kind of early on, where it's after this body was discovered, and everybody's just asking this cop just, like, all these questions, and just the way that they film it all in, like, one shot... Um, it just perfectly captures that feeling of like, let me catch a freaking breath before I get the next question from somebody. And then um, there's this <laughs> news van that drives up and he's like, no, press parks over there. And before the, um, and the press has their window rolled down and everything before they can back up, one of the other cops shouts over to the main guy, they're saying it was a wolf. And then the press van just slowly rolls up its window and drives off. And I'm sure you can imagine what goes on there. So they definitely knew better then. There's the, the, the two movies that, uh, that you talked about earlier. That, that reminded me of one that was just recently released on, on all digital platforms. But I think it was primarily a Amazon production. Mm-hmm. It was called Werewolf. Werewolves Within. Yes. Which I've been wanting to see. So... It's uh, so it's pretty interesting. It's it has the same kind of style where uh, a sheriff moves in, and it's it's small, uh, snowed in town, and of course the first thing that gets killed in that town is a little doggy, and so of course everyone's just kind of at each other's throats, of just, are you the werewolf? No, you're the werewolf. I think you know you're the killer. You know. Things like that. Uh, it's in all honestly uh, kind of a combination uh, of those two movies, but set in a in a much more comedic tone, because one of uh, it's got a, a pretty neat cast in mm-hmm. there, and uh, I wish you had your little IMDb up, because there's a few individuals to oh. to highlight, but definitely uh, one of those individuals is from what we do in the shadows, Guillermo. He, nice. Yeah, nice. He's he, he's super cute and funny in there. It's pretty awesome. And the I wasn't that much of a fan of the werewolf design in that. I like movie. how the writer's last name is Wolf. Is it? Yeah. W O L F F. Oh, the double F. F F. But uh the werewolf design in, in that movie was kind of eh. It was okay, it was fine, but not nothing too great to, to really admire and appreciate how it even be aspired. Okay. It essentially reminded me of Michael Jackson's uh, werewolf. Would from, you cons- uh, from Thriller? Yeah, would hmm. you consider that a werewolf or just like a giant cat? 
Good question. I've never thought about it that way because I always rem- like everybody else. I remember the zombies more than anything else. You don't remember the the, the werewolf? No, I remember the werewolf, but it's like it's not the first thing that comes to my mind though, when I think of thriller though. Um, yeah. Which little fun thing about uh, thriller? It was actually directed by John Landis, who did American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Which is why the transformation that they did for for that video. Is like pretty similar. Yeah, and I, I think they got Rick Baker back for that too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so it, so Werewolves Within sounds like kind of a little mystery there too. And yeah, it's got yeah. a bit of a of a mystery, but it's uh, again, it's it seems like a combination of movies, and it's just to help elevate uh, the up and coming uh, comedians nice. in this next generation. Yeah, and it was directed by um, the guy who stars in those like college humor sketches, like the five, like the five college roommates you'll have. Yeah, five yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of that guy. <laughs> and he actually wrote and directed another movie that's on Shutter called Scare Me, which is a really neat idea for a movie. Um, it kind of fizzles out as a movie, but because of what it is, if you are interested in writing horror. It's kind of like it. It's basically a how to write class in a way. So it's like it doesn't really do it for me as a movie, but in terms of how to write, it's worth seeking out for that reason. Okay. Oh, uh, this is something that I want to talk to to you about. So usually people shit on CG things of that nature. So obviously there's. We have practical transformations yes. of werewolves and CG transformation of werewolves. Yes. So, do you always feel uh, like pretty sad and just disheartened whenever a wolf transforms its CG instead of practical? Well, first off, I'm trying to think of some CG wolf transformations. Like, there's the, well, there's, there's the infamous 2010 Vanessa Dorsara Wolfman. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Friends, like I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. Is that a thing? Is that, does that exist? I'm trying to scanners him right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do that. We need him for next time. Um, but no, so it's like, so there is the Rick Baker, Benicio del Toro, Wolfman from 2010, which is kind of an odd choice because, like, actually on the Joe Rogan podcast, Rick Baker was talking about how he came up with all this practical stuff for it. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up going CG for a lot of it. But it was CG stuff based on ideas that he brought from practical. practical. So he was kind of like, I don't understand what the point of doing that then was. Right, when they could have just done yeah. practical effects instead of having, having you know, visual effects team try to yeah. imitate it. Um, mm. Personally, I'm a person who doesn't crap on CG just for the sake of crapping on CG. Like, there is good CG out there. I can't... Mm-hmm. Think of any that that specifically pertain to werewolf transformations, but I'm not somebody who's going to crap on CG just because it's CG. It's it's a tool that we can use. Some movies use it better than others. Some some movies have, of course, bigger budgets. Some budgets are allocated more towards it. It's like there are so many things that go into it, but basically, um, I'm not going to crap on CG just for the sake of that. Um, right, and and one of the uh, CG transformations. And also, if a movie does have bad CG, that doesn't automatically mean it's a bad movie or a bad story. 
Um, if a movie has bad CG, I will say it has bad CG, but that's also not necessarily a requirement it's, for me liking the movie too, and vice versa. Right. It's it's not the thing that that make uh, what was it make or break the movie? Yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 the reason why I brought that up is because in Van Helsing, do you remember? I know I saw the movie, but I don't remember a single thing from it. So uh, Van Helsing. I remember for some reason Van Helsing was a young man. Yeah, it was Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I know. A huge Jackman. A huge yak man. <laughs> you both suck. <laughs> have you not seen that meme? They, uh, yes, I have. They, oh my, oh my god. Just get get on with it. <laughs> so when are we gonna get our where yak movie starring they, huge? Oh Jackman. Jesus. But in in that movie Van Helsing, uh, he actually becomes a werewolf, and I thought it was pretty unique uh, transformation where it's. Uh, from werewolf to human, the hair just like falls off, kind of just like how it sheds, mm-hmm. and obviously he just shrinks, and then boom. Uh, I think that's a clever way of using CG transformation, especially from werewolf to human, yeah. instead of the reverse, because obviously in the reverse it's the typical snout uh, yeah. extension and all of that. And I, I've always, I, and it's like I feel like we always get excellent transformations from human to werewolf. But I want to see, like, the transformation, like, the morning after. Because it's like, your bones and body still has to shift. Like, a lot of those de-transformations are like, okay, they shake off the hair and that's it. But it's like, no, it's going to be equally as painful changing back as it was. One would think. One would yeah. think. Um, so I've always wanted to do a movie where it's like, we don't just have the transformation into a werewolf. I also want to do a transformation back into human and have it be equally as painful to watch. Um, and I'd then uh, be very excited to shoot that. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. And then um, there's also Dog Soldiers from 2002. I still got to see that. I um, it's I, awesome. I've heard good things about that. Dog Soldiers. Yeah, a lot of people describe it as Predator with werewolves. Ha. Um, okay. It's got similarities, but I I don't jump that deep into that analogy. Um. That might actually have my favorite werewolf design because those werewolves are like just like freaking tall and like just so overbearing that it's like if you see one of the, like if you're ever face to face with one of those werewolves, you're just like, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> like, why even fight back? I'm dead. What is it, um, like 10, 13 feet tall? They are what the tall. Hell's yeah, going I think on? I think they are like 13 feet, if I'm not mistaken. Like they are tall. That, that is very unnecessary to be like 13 maybe feet not, high. Maybe not 13 <laughs> feet, but like, okay, maybe closer to like 8 or 9 feet. But they oh, are... That's doable then. They that, are... You can fight that off. 8 feet, no problem. But they are intimidating. Um, well, of course it's going to be intimidating. It's a monster. And then uh, Ginger Snap... <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Victor to sound like a fucking three-year-old. It's a monster. And then uh, Ginger Snaps is, of course, an excellent werewolf movie. Um, with a Catherine Isabel, which that may be her best performance, actually. Fair enough. Um, and then Catherine Isabel was in an episode of Goosebumps with a sponge. Oh, Jesus. But Goosebumps has done werewolf stories. A recent one we watched was Werewolf Skin. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the Goosebumps... I, if I had to pick something from Goosebumps, I'm going to pick the movie over the TV show. Yeah. I enjoyed that that werewolf um, rendition, even though it was 
entirely CGI. It was entirely CGI, but it did, it, that one did work for the tone of the movie, though. It did, I and I actually enjoyed enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool take on it. Yeah. The um uh, so, um and I know that um I know Brandon and I's one of our favorites is is definitely uh, Monster Squad, which is Brandon's T-shirt right there. Uh, Wolfman's got nards. Indeed. And uh, that werewolf was actually modeled off off of uh, Stan Winston. That's awesome. That's that's fucking fantastic. The um, uh, you know, I do know that um, I I had a couple lists. Unless Brandon, you had some more. Um, I had all my main points. Um, really, the last thing I have to say about any of the movies I've brought up is check out Wolf of Snow, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, it's probably the best hidden gem of 2020. Um, and it does have a pretty good mystery to it, to the point where it's like, I just don't even want to talk about the ending because nobody here has seen it other than myself. So check it out. And plus, I don't think you want to spoil it. No. Because it's it's no. it's that good of a movie. Yeah. yeah. E- e- even Justin, who uh, doesn't always like newer movies, even he really liked it. Mm. He went out and bought it after I showed it to him. So oh, I, really? Yeah, so... How's that for a recommendation, guys? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Mark, your turn. Uh, so, a, a few uh, standouts that are really quick. Um, uh, the um, uh, I loved, I do love Teen Wolf. I grew up with it um, with Michael J. Fox. Not a horror movie. Definitely a comedy. Actually, I do have one more to bring up real quick, but he might actually bring it up. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if you bring it up. So, um, I do have a couple different ones. Um, obviously, we just talked about Monster Squad. Uh, the one in Dark Shadows is, is okay. Um, uh, the um, what were the other ones? Um, the and I, girl. Um, yeah, um, uh, it's alright. Um, and then and the werewolf. Let, just deal with it. Yeah, which uh, actually that was set up better in the deleted scenes. Was it? Yeah. Okay, I gotta yeah. check that. Yeah, like the the deleted scenes actually kind of build towards her being a werewolf, oh. whereas in the final cut of the movie, it's just like, oh, she's a werewolf. Deal with it. Whereas, yeah, if you watch the deleted scenes, they were actually kind of foreshadowing towards that nice um uh you know and then also the uh werewolves types are pretty cool in um in underworld and then also um in um cabin of the woods um has a really good werewolf um but the the one thing and i'm gonna let brandon go real quick because obviously he's thinking about something that i didn't mention but he's probably done with your list uh no but i um i the the one thing i do like though because it's a different take than most movies and i have not seen it done anywhere else is what happens with werewolves in the show Supernatural. Um, it actually has a different take on werewolves. Werewolf transformations are not as dramatic. Um, they're actually pretty, um, pretty. I, I, it's not basic, but there isn't really, no, they don't grow fucking hair and everything else, but they their nails extend, they, their eyes become bloodshot, become more self-aware, all their fangs come up. There's more lore that's attached to it. They're actually discussing the way you identify a werewolf is if the heart's missing because they eat only hearts, um, which is a part of the old the old lore. And and also, too, it talks about, it's like more of the emotional effect of somebody being a werewolf. There's several different episodes where, um, where there literally is, there's no cure, um, for being a werewolf, once you're a fucking werewolf, you're fucked. And it's also a lot of people having no idea that they're transforming, you know, transforming into werewolves. They'll just go to bed, um, you know, go to bed, and then they become a werewolf, and they literally go out and kill a bunch of people, and then they'll come back to their bed and fall asleep, and then not know. So it's literally, you know, they really delve into the whole aspect of it truly being a curse. Um, uh, and in several different episodes, uh, and one where Sam falls in love with a girl. Ends up becoming a werewolf, and they have to fucking kill her. And she says, "I need you to kill me 
because I don't want to hurt anybody. And then there's later on about, you know, uh, other uh, things where there's a community of werewolves that are literally surviving on eating uh, pigs' hearts and cow hearts. They're not uh, hurting humans. And it kind of delves into that fact that can, is that possible for werewolves to just live and not, you know, kill humans and become the monsters that they are. And then, you know, it goes into how to kill them, you know, with silver, um, uh, you know, but it's a lot of, you know, a lot of really cool lore and definitely more of the emotional impact of becoming a werewolf and the curse that comes along with it. Um, but the transformation is cool because it's a different take. Um, uh, you know, they, they do, you know, it's kind of, um, there's a little a bit of similarities. They're closer to werewolf, uh, excuse me, vampires um, in their transformation, but it's their claws, their hypersense, uh, you know, become hypersensitive to everything around them. And it's an interesting take on it. It's different than anything I've ever seen um, from any other place. So it's a really, really cool rendition um, throughout the entire show. So um, I highly recommend it. There's, there's actually, they pretty much cover fucking every creature. So you can kind of, you know, right. you know, you can kind of <laughs> dip and dive, you know, in anything. You know, and that's why, that's also where I learned how to kill vampires. You, uh, you chop their heads off. Um, that's how it works. They, um, uh, the, uh, I don't, the, uh, <laughs> I don't know enough about that, but. Um, but I think it really dives into it. And I think I've only seen it in a couple other places where it really talks about it's the emotional impact of being cursed with it. So um, those are definitely my picks. But Brandon's saying I missed something and he's surprised that I missed it. So what did I miss? Because you've got the Sam doll there. Um, trick or treat. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a wolf in yeah. It? There there's a neat little werewolf scene in that that has. And if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it for you because it's a nice little thing. But yeah, the transformations plural. It's like basically they're just like ripping their own like skin off and everything. Ooh. And yeah, it's awesome. So if you haven't seen Trick or Treat, see it. And that is. It for today's werewolf extravaganza <laughs> of the nightmares podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know in the comments what your favorite werewolves, werewolf movies, really any werewolf media, because I'm sure there are some good comic books out there and Absolutely. video games out there. Sure? I'm sure there's more than just movies out there. Books, actually, I do know that there is a very well liked werewolf book out there. Um, well, I was going to bring up a bit of the Scooby Doo animated movie stuff oh yeah things of that nature yeah because they had tons of werewolves they did they really did and also if you're watching us on youtube be sure to subscribe to the midwest horror network channel and like this video and of course subscribe to any other platform that you may be listening to the, to us on such as spotify or apple podcasts also be sure to follow us on social media at midwest horror network on facebook instagram youtube and slasher <laughs> Thank you so much for watching us, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast. Bye, guys.